0: The following Shi'ur is delivered by Rabbi Mordechai Lebhar, Rosh Kolel, at Link of Los Angeles. For more information or Shi'urim, please visit dshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742.
1: Parashat Va'era. We are Zokhe to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Taking us out of Galut Mitzrayim. And we all know that there are Arbali Shonot that are written in this week's Parashah. There's a Midrash Shohar Tov that writes that the Zechut of us being delivered out of Mitzrayim was Particularly because of four things that we kept. The first is that we didn't change our language. The second, we didn't change our clothing. The third, we didn't reveal secrets. And the fourth, uh, we didn't, we weren't mevatal brit uh, which is a common saying we all know, the, 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 that's also a, 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 separate midrash. And the language we see from here, we didn't change our way of dress. I thought that it would be an interesting topic to speak about the minhag of peot. We know that nowadays Hasidim Grow long peot, some of them shorter, some of them raised into their kippah, some behind their ears, and we don't see it uh, commonly as commonly done by svaradim. Uh, we see that temanim have 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 peot. We don't see this by uh, necessarily all other edot sfarad. and the reason be and the and and this is actually something very interesting to look into. When did this start? Did people always have peyot? Did, uh, was, was, uh, you know, if you would have pictures. Somebody told me they did find a, 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 a picture of a Haggadah that had old hieroglyphics that had pictures of Jews with peyot. And, uh, it's an interesting topic. Where is the source to this? So let's start from the beginning. Uh, there's a Mishnah, uh, we know that there's a Pasuk in the Torah that says that, um, that one shouldn't, uh, that one shouldn't, uh, cut the peot of one's head. And in this regard, there is a big machloket between the rambam and the rosh. Whether one is allowed to, uh, cut his peot with scissors, with misparaim ke and not with, uh, and not with a razor, or even misparaim ke or even if somebody cuts off his peot arosh to a point, that he can't feel them anymore is 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 forbidden, and that is the opinion of the rosh. The shulchan aruch in siman kuf pe aleph, the shulchan aruch in siman kuf pe aleph brings a machloket in this regard, and the shulchan aruch uh, brings the rambam's opinion that peotarosh are allowed to be cut with misparaim ke taad. That means razor thin, as long as you're not using. A blade and you're using scissors which is let's say trimmer you could totally shave off your head and according to the Rosh uh, is forbidden you have to have, leave a little bit. What's that little bit according to the Rosh? Not clear at all. Some wanted to bring a proof from the Rambam in Hilchot Nazir that so you have to bring at least that it's able to bend uh, to bend down but the truth is in Hilchot uh, in Hilchot Peot HaRosh in the Shulchan Aruch Yuradeh Asiman does not bring at all a measurement how short it has to be seems to be as long as you could grab a little bit so even number one on the machine maybe number two for sure you're okay number two but even number one it, 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 it could be according to some opinions is good we try not to go under number two just to make sure so if you leave your Peot According to the rosh, um, which the Shulchan Aruch says is a good thing to be careful in, tov li zahir, then already, um, then already it would be okay. So this is the this is the accepted opinion that although according to the Rambam, one is allowed to trim his pe'ot rosh totally, according to the rosh, it's better to leave. Uh, it's 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 better to follow the rosh, which is you leave a little bit. Over. Which is what the common custom is, like the Rosh. We don't, uh, we don't shave our head totally. Now, the Shulchan Aruch in Se'iv Tet writes exactly the measurement of Peotarosh. And he writes that this area, lotigaboyad, you shouldn't touch. Now, what does that mean, you shouldn't touch? This is where it gets a little bit interesting the Tiferet Israel in Yachin Ot Yud Gimel on the Mishnah in Masechet Makot the third Peric of Masechet Makot Ot Yud Gimel writes like this and I'll read you the language he says you should leave your peot אחד meyamin ve'echad vismol and he gives the exact uh, the exact uh, area of the peot which is not our subject but it's basically you you, round, you, you start going from where the, 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 the bald part in your forehead is on top. It's a little bit difficult to dis- discuss, to, to explain up until the, 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 back of the ear. And he says, That is also the measurement for the length of the hair. Which means that Loti Goboyad, according to him, is that you have to leave the pe'ot grow. But this is a minority opinion. The chatam sofer in and says what it means is that you don't destroy them. According to the Rambam, it means don't destroy them with a razor. And according to the Rosh, it means even with scissors, but totally destroying them where nothing is left. That is the that is the bare bones halacha. That one should not have peot at all uh, one does not have to grow peyot at all according to halacha, as long as he cuts, as, as long as he cuts them in a way that he could grab on a little bit to them, a number two on the machine, that's okay. That's the bare bones halacha. So where does the concept of peyot come from? So the arizal in Likute Torah, Parashat Kedoshim, uh, is quoted from his student, the Rav Chaim Vital, that he would not touch his harosh and he would let them flow until the beard. And in the Sefer Etzchayim, Shar Erech Anpin, Alev, Dav, Zain, Amud Bet, he discusses that according to Kabbalah, these are Kabbalistic concepts, is that, uh, you have the malchut of the head, and then you have the malchut of the dikna, of the malchut of the beard. And in, there's an expression that one kingdom doesn't overlap a kingdom even a hair's breadth. He says, this is literal regarding hair. One kingdom of the Malchut Arosh doesn't interfere with the next kingdom of Malchut Azakan Afilu Kimale That means that it seems to be, if you would read the words of the Arizal, that the hair of the head of the peot shouldn't go extend into the hair of the beard. At all, and you should cut them shorter. They could, they should grow, it seems to be that way that they would, gr- that the Rizal would let them grow, but it wouldn't go past the, uh, past the peyotarosh, uh, What peyot What is ha-zakan? We didn't get into, but it's probable where the, where you open up your jawbone and you close it, it's a little bit above the earlobe, um the sefer, erits tzvi, Siman, uh, Siman Gimel writes that it should extend a little bit more based on the Midrash, otherwise it's Darke Mori. But basically where you see the color of the beard that turns white before the hair, that's where you know already it's not called Peotarosh. So the, the Shiur of Peotarosh is going to be a uh, is not going to interfere with peyot zakan. So the Sefer Betlehem Yudan, the side of the Shulchan Aruch Siman Kuf Pealif in De'ah brings this Arizal that there's a concept of leaving your peyot to grow, but it only up to it seems to be only up to the zakan, which would mean that if a person wants to leave his peot grow and he wants to follow the Arizal, it would seem to be that they have to go behind the ear. They would have to go behind the ear, indeed. This is uh, what's brought down uh, by, uh, uh, by by some We'll get to it in a moment. Now, the Hasidim, if you notice, many of them have very long peyot. There is a sefer written by the father of the Munkatcher, Rabbi the Darke Teshuvah, one of the most important on manuredeya, and there in Ted Tedzain, he brings that the concept of of growing peyot would be flow in well into the beard, Adazakan. So he doesn't really address this um, problem of the Arizal. Uh, that 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 is uh, that 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 one shouldn't go into one shouldn't interfere with the other but this is what the Darkei Teshuvah brings also the ben Ishchai in torah lishma which is a, he didn't write his name in it but it's attributed to the ben Ishchai. we th- people know that it's the ben Ishchai who wrote in siman shin petet writes that the longer the piyutar the nicer it is because it's a noy mitzvah in uh, his derushim of ben ishai khlek alef le shabbat zachor he actually asks people that they should grow their peot a shiur that everybody should see. This is how he explains the pasuk in Megillat Esther that v'dateim shonot that when Haman is complaining to Achashverosh that their laws are different, he was um, he was Haman enot Sarah means he had an, a negative eye on the fact that they had peot that they would grow big peot. So the Ben is a big proponent that they should be growing peot, and uh, and and the question is. Uh, what was always done. So here, you, th- this is where it gets interesting. Rav Yaakov Hillel, in Eshelot uh, Tushuvot, Vayashev Yam, Hayam in uh, in Chelek Aleph, I think it's Iman Yudalit, towards the end, it's not hard to find. There he writes that uh, the Mikubalim, most Mikubalim understood that they don't pass the Peot zakan. There are those who say that they grow longer, like the Darkei Shuva and others. And he says... Uh, they could fit those words in the Arizal as well, so yeshleim al-mali smoch. But really, his main opinion is that it doesn't go past the peot hazakan. What is interesting over here is if you take a look at the, at the, at the pictures of many of the Chachmei faladim, you take Rav Bensione Bashaul, um, Rav Ovad Yosef, uh, definitely, but we'll say even those who followed much more the writings of the Arizal meticulously, like Rabin Rav Binyomin Abashol, Rav Yudat Sadka, uh, uh, take a look at the old Mikubanim, A lot of them, they didn't leave their peyot to grow. They, they just, uh, they, they had regular haircuts and they didn't leave any peyot at all. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the uh, son-in-laws of of Rav Sion Mutsafi also mentioned. Uh, he he told us that. His, his father, his, uh, father-in-law, Rebbesin Mutsafi, always would quote that one malchut doesn't interfere with the other, malchut kimalenima, which means they understand the Arizal, that the Peota Rosh shouldn't interfere with Peota Zakan. And uh, which is why they cut them short. Granted, in the Arizal it seems to be that you leave them long. It could be. I'm just suggesting this on my own that they understand that if it if it gets to be long, it's inevitable that they will will mix in to the peyot ha-zakan, So it's better just to cut them at all. It seems to be um, either way. Whatever way you slice it, is that according to the uh, according to the Arizal, according to the these Chachmei Asfaradim, they understood according to the Arizal that you don't have to grow them long. You would just, just make sure that they don't interfere if they do grow long. Uh, what's interesting is that I found that there, there were Chachamim in Morocco that, that testified that the minhag was to grow the peyot long and put them behind the beard. The first one to discuss this was the kupat aruchlim of Raviedidia Monsonego from the city of Fez. His, uh, his grandson was the chief rabbi up until, uh, up until, uh, um, from 1975 up until until, uh, I don't exactly remember what year, but, uh, 15, 20 years ago when he was Niftad, uh, maybe more, maybe more, and his grand, uh, grandfather, the Rav Didion Monsenegor Rishon, Mechaber Dvar Varahimet, brings us, this, this is brought down in the Sefer Kupat Aruchelim, where he discusses, uh, that some understood from the Idra of the, uh, of the Zohar that the peyot have to be uh, in front of the ears. He says there was one of the Chachamim of Ashkenaz who came and said that the peyot have to be in front of the ears and he understood the opposite from the Ijra that they have to be behind the ears. And he quotes that this is what uh, it seems to be from him that this was the Minak to grow the peyot behind the ears. Not only that, Rabbi Yosef in Mayim <laughs> <in> Chaim <laughs> Chelik Bet, Siman Bet writes, Hadavar Pashut, he writes like this, minhag hasfaradim Hayisharim Adayom was that they would have their their um, he says they would grow peyot and put them behind the ears. Uh, once the the French people came, so people got embarrassed and they just shaved them off totally. So you have uh, the Kupat Aruchim and Rabbi Yosef Misaas that say that in Morocco they would grow peyot, but they would put them behind the ears. And it seems to be that this is the accepted uh, way according to the Arizal, specifically not to have peot in front of the ears, rather they would be behind the ears. Now, an interesting point that Rev Ben Abba Shaul points out in Orlit uh chelek Gimel, by the laws of Khurban Beta HaMikdash, when he discusses the halachot of, uh, soldiers who have to go sometimes to Harabayt. We know we're not supposed to enter Harabayt nowadays because we're Tameh. Sometimes soldiers have to go into Pikuach Nefesh. He says they have to make sure of a few things. Number one, they have to make sure is that they shave their, uh, uh, their, their, their peot. <laughs> Why? Because, uh, you have to, you can't go into Harabayt, peru with paru which means your hair, uh, uncut. And part of that hair is the peot uh they bring in the name of Rav Yashiv as well Rav Ben Sin Cook brings in the name of Rav Yashiv that he understood also that it seems to be that in the time of the Bet Migdash, if you would want to go into the Harabite, you would have to have your peot cut to a way that it wouldn't be it wouldn't be long uh it wouldn't be long something that wouldn't be grown more than 30 days according to this is what Rav Ben Sin Mishol says so it wouldn't be long and so if you take, if you would understand this, Kipshuto, that means the kohen gadol, who was always in the Bit HaMikdash and the, and all, well, him, bichlal, it could be that they had another obligation regarding cutting hair, but anybody who would go into the harabait cannot have his piot long. So if you go according to that, piot happened in a later generation, and it would be more new. Uh, that's a very interesting point. Uh, on the other hand, you have the Ishai and the What it says they have to be long in front of the ear. And then you have the opinion of the Arizal that it shouldn't, that's, that seems to be understood from the Arizal, that it shouldn't flow into the beard, so it would have to be in back. So basically we have three opinions. We have the opinion of the is that they leave them long in, in front, and they're called Simanim. We see that Timanim also did that way, they called them Simanim, to separate themselves from the Goim but we we proved from a few sources that it doesn't seem to be that definitely there's a clear source to it. Maybe there's what to rely on, but it's definitely that's not what was done all the time. Uh, it could be that according to the Arizal, one should grow them behind his ears. And that way they don't interfere with the Peot harosh and Peyota zakam. That seems to be from the simple reading of the Arizal. And that's what the, the uh, Rav Yaakov Hillel seems to go with in his Teshuvot. It seems to be the Minag in Morocco as well. And then there's the third opinion, which is not to have peot at all, which could be what was done from the time of the Beit Mikdash already. And it seems to be from Chachmis Sfaradim, who followed the Arizal. That's what they do nowadays, is that they don't have the peot at all. And it seems to be, um, it could very well be the reason, it's because you don't want to have one malchut interfering with the other malchut. So that is a basic overview of peot and whether Sfaradim had them or have they have them nowadays and the different sources, a fascinating subject. Chazak-u baruch and shabbat shalom.
0: This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halakha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halakha consultation, Monetary din Services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha Journal. Or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at theshc.org to subscribe.